Welcome to ABC Cafe. I'm your host, Anthony Apodaca. Today we are joined by Joe Kane. Joe is a member of Vermonters for Justice in Palestine, and he is also running for city council in Burlington's Ward 3. Joe Kane, uh, welcome to ABC Cafe. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Anthony. So um, I interviewed someone else this morning, actually, whom I'm al- I also met recently um, as part of our our rally around the Palestinian cause. Um, and I, I met you as well through that. And um, recently you've announced that you're running for city council in Burlington. So I wanted to have you on to talk about that. So first, first question, uh, pretty basic. Uh, who are you and why are you running for city council? Good question. Yeah, so my name is Joe Kane. I moved to Burlington relatively recently and I got involved in uh, some of the Palestine organizing. This is before it happened in October, um, but I had already made connections with the Vermonters for Justice in Palestine folks and thought they were great and, and jumped right into their apartheid-free community campaign. Um, I you know, was very upset about what I had heard happened in 2021 regarding the boycott, divestment, and sanction resolution that came out of the diversity, equity, inclusion subcommittee of the city council. <clears throat> so I, uh, yeah, got involved and and I've been involved in a couple of other um, areas of, of activism here. And I have a, a long history of, of activism. I am an economics professor. I have studied and researched economic policy um, for a number of years, including researching universal basic income, um, Medicare for all. I study labor market impacts of uh, government policies, uh, primarily, uh, as well as um, you know health impacts. I teach a course on healthcare economics. And part of the reason I'm running for city council is because you know I've spent so many years talking to students, telling them how, you know, things ought to be done, where good public policy has happened, what good examples of public policy, you know, are. And so I'd like to be involved in the process. And there is no more exciting place to do that than Burlington, Vermont, where there's a, a vibrant third party, uh, you know, what's traditionally a third party, um, you know, Burlington uh, or, or the state party of, of the progressives, you know, has a statewide uh, elected official and David Zuckerman, I think he's the only third party elected uh, statewide elected official in the country. Uh, and the Burlington Progressive Party has a long history and storied history of of incredible achievements, including, um, you know, keeping the waterfront public, showing solidarity in Nicaragua and Palestine um, and various other places and supporting um public housing in the community and and all sorts of other um you know incredible progressive policies great so just clarification which ward right so i'm running in ward three which is the downtown ward um goes into the old north end a bit okay and so when you look at the current landscape of candidates you know how would you distinguish yourself from 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 your your competition uh, so my opponent is an incredibly nice guy. He he comes across <laughs> as as yeah as uh, charismatic and and kind as as anyone. Um, 
I, I think the issue really is that, um, you know, perhaps my opponent doesn't understand the party dynamics and the pressures that um, Democrats in the city feel when they are debating resolutions, considering introducing agenda items um, and actually voting uh, on, on um, uh, you know, at the city council level. So there are two parties in Burlington, the Democrats and the progressives and progressives have demonstrated time after time that they listen to people and they are responsive to the needs of the people and they advocate for all citizens of Burlington, all residents of Burlington, that is. Um, whereas the Democrats repeatedly have demonstrated that they're very concerned about, um, you know, moneyed interests and people who benefit from the status quo and doing things very, very slowly making, making you know, uh, sort of modernizing our economy, modernizing our society at a snail's pace that that just doesn't cut it for most people. So, um, you know, I think I would be, I think the thing that stands out about my candidacy versus my opponent is that I am a progressive. I'm part of, proudly part of the progressive party, which, um, you know, means that I would really be for the people and, and any, anybody can go see uh, anybody can go watch the city council meetings in the past. They're available on YouTube. Um, Town Meeting TV um, records them all. And, um, you know, it's yeah, if you it's have an extra three hours on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, part of the reason I'm running is because I naturally follow this sort of thing. And so, yeah, it was the, the idea first came to me to run a couple months ago when somebody was telling me. Um, you know, we were having a debate about something and somebody was reminding me like, Hey, you weren't even living here when that happened. How do you know all that? And I, I was saying, <laughs> I watched everything. I read everything. And, and, yeah. uh, the person said you should run for office. Right. Right. Um, so you're referencing Joe McGee, McGee, he's ward so three, McGee, right? McGee is the incumbent. Yeah. Yeah. And he's running again. Uh, he is not running again. Uh, he is my treasurer. Uh, I'm running against a Democrat. Um, Malik okay. Mines. What's what's the person's name? Uh, Malik Mines. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I'm a little bit out of uh, who's running in 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 Burlington. When you think about you know, let's fast forward. You get through the campaign. You uh, you're on the city council you know, what, what, what things would you prioritize kind of going into it? And, you know, what, are, what are, what do you think the most important issues are for, I don't know, folks in your ward, but also in Burlington? Great question. So I um, have been in the process the last couple of weeks of trying to figure out what are state level issues that Burlington cannot address and what are the issues that city councilors actually have power over. So you know, there are a lot of things that would be really nice, like a land value tax um, to incentivize, uh, you know, the housing supply development, um, you know, a train line going to Montreal, um, just cause eviction like we already passed here. Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of things that, uh, you know, require charter changes that have to go through Montpelier. And there are other things that we can just do on our own, right? We do our own trash collection and, you know, the city council, uh, you know, decided that we needed to have uh, lids on our on our recycling so that less recycling would be blowing in into the streets. And you know, that's the sort of thing a city councilor can do. Sometimes it's not the sexy stuff. So I'm trying to parse through what are the things that can be done immediately. And one thing that jumps to mind is um, the reappraisal process. There was a reappraisal process a couple of years ago, um, and 
progressives are quite quite upset about it. It used uh, a cost basis um, rather than like looking at the actual market values of properties. How much would it actually cost to to build this property using the materials they used? Uh, that sort of formula, and and also relying on a formula that allows commercial properties to use uh, revenues as a basis for their um, assessments results in situations like the golf course paying 40% less in property taxes. And so uh, the, the burden, you know, increased on, on homeowners, uh, increased on, um, you know, working class homeowners in particular. Uh, so, you know, instituting a reappraisal, uh, which is a couple year process, getting, getting the ball rolling to do that again immediately before the state requires us to, there had been 16 years between the last two reappraisals, um, would be a priority of mine from day one. Um, taking action related to Palestine, um, you know, the city council can't even agree on uh, a ceasefire resolution um, related to the genocide in, in Gaza right now. Um, international solidarity is something that the Burlington City Council has, um, you know, championed for decades. In the 1980s, Bernie Sanders was fighting with Ronald Reagan for years and physically went over there. To Nicaragua uh, mm-hmm. to demonstrate support with the Sandinista, Sandinistas, met with Daniel Ortega. He knows uh, all about, you know, uh, imperialism and the power of international solidarity from, um, you know, folks like the folks in Burlington who yep. have been working. Yeah. Anyway. So on that, on that, you know, you mentioned at the start of the uh, a few minutes ago about the sort of what is within the the power of the purview so to speak, of the city council versus what, 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 what's um, in the power of the state. So kind of knowing, knowing what you can accomplish. Um, so, you know, how do you square that with, um, so international solidarity, for example? So why, why do you think it's important for Burlington City Council or for the city of Burlington to weigh in on inter- international matters at all? Uh, it's it's a really important thing to talk about. Uh, just the other week, when when there was a ceasefire voted on, um, a ceasefire resolution voted on, uh, there was a Democrat on the city council who said that while he appreciates that Burlington has a long and storied history of of, of weighing in on on such things, that um, you know he doesn't think his his constituents, uh, you know, it was want Ben that. Ben Travers said that. Yeah, it was Ben Travers, and uh, yeah, I. I found that very striking because yeah this this city um you know proudly was involved in um you know anti-apartheid south africa uh efforts which um made a big difference in in um ending ending the apartheid system there the south african um you know government wasn't going to uh, you know and and the and the the white people benefiting from the, from the system in south africa right weren't going to do anything um certainly not if it wasn't for you know, the international pressure that they did receive. And that's why, you know, Israel and, uh, you know, the Zionist lobby is is so scared. They're so scared that they're preemptively, um, you know, implementing laws that are that are preventing um, governments, that are preventing individuals from uh, boycotting uh, the state of Israel uh, or Israeli companies. Um, they, cert- they so far have laws on the books in 37 states. Uh, there's a famous case on Democracy Now! a couple of years ago where a speech pathologist in Texas lost her job because she wouldn't sign a contract pledging loyalty to a foreign state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the behavior of the Zionists, um, I think, is evidence enough that uh, Burlington is very powerful. 
because why 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 else would they be spending their time going after um you know uh state and and local laws to to try to prevent us from doing the kinds of things that we're advocating for mhm yeah and i've always viewed it as you know uh, adding your voice to the choir is is just one piece of 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 the puzzle right it's it's one part of gaining momentum and and building a mass movement and building solidarity so it's like yeah is it going to make a massive difference if burlington alone passes the resolution and nothing ever happens and no other city does it <laughs> and it just stops there maybe not but if that inspires other groups to do the same and then you start to feel like actually okay um there is there is there is a, a massive group of people behind this um that also gets the attention i think of politicians um and right now what's actually very curious is that our congressional delegation seems to be uh, a step ahead of the city council on this um you're probably you were at the i saw i saw you actually <laughs> at the city council meeting when they when they were talking about this and several of the city council members and speakers kind of were able to hide behind the fact that, you know, Bernie Sanders hadn't called for a ceasefire yet. Um, but now that that's happened, there's, there's less sort of for people to, um, you know, less and less friendly company to point to, uh, to avoid uh, making that choice, I guess. So. Yeah. At least where it comes to, yeah, things like a ceasefire. Um, so you mentioned the the problem, some of the problems with the current sort of Democratic Party. So in Burlington, and and it is a it is a two party system basically at this point, right? So there, it's a two party system, but not in the Democrat Republican uh, division. It's a two party system in a progressive Democrat division. So. I don't know. Are there any things that you've identified as common points with the Democrats in in office or going to be running for office? Or, you know, this is sort of the classic question of how are you going to get stuff done with a divided uh, city council along these pretty stark, I see it pretty stark partisan lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are very partisan on the city council. And I think that's part of the reason why, um, you know, why people don't last long there. Um, you know, there's a, um, not a long track record of, of city councilors staying on for, for, uh, for decades. And, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can change that. I, I think there's, um, some opportunity to find common ground, for instance, in restaffing the police department. Um, I think there's interest uh, among both parties in doing so. Um, you know, who who exactly we are hiring, uh, I think, is uh, you know something that that might be difficult to um, for the parties to work out. Uh, I think you know Democrats would probably prefer to rehire traditional cops with weapons, and you know we would prefer to restaff using. Um, you know, the social workers, there, there used to be one. Now there are six social workers working within uh, the police department. So, um, you know, exactly how we modernize the police department is is something that I, I think there is maybe not too much agreement on. Um, but, um, yeah, there's some some agreement that that we need, you know, to have more patrols, foot patrols on Church Street 
by City Hall Park that, you know, there is a climate of, um, you know, fear that uh, the, you know, degree to which there are, um, you know, open air substance use and other sorts of things that make people uncomfortable um, and, and, you know, retail theft uh, um, that, that, that is visible, um, very visible. You know, I went to Lowe's recently and the employee was telling me, you know, come back with a coffee tomorrow morning, sit on that bench and just watch people come in and take things and, and not have any fear about getting caught. So, you know, there, there is, uh, you know, uh, sort of community safety is something that, that, that both parties are thinking a lot about. And I think a lot of the solutions, um, you know, th there will be common ground, uh, some common ground for solutions. And then housing is kind of the other big thing. Uh, everybody wants more housing. So, you know, what kind of housing do we want? Uh, you know, folks like Joan Shannon, I think, would prefer that uh, projects like the South End Innovation District had had been, you know, a bunch of townhomes that we have, uh, you know, sort of a suburban model with um, with plenty of parking for for cars. I think progressives, generally speaking, would 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 like to build up, would like more density, would like to, um, uh, yeah, even even reform, um, yeah, the municipal. Uh, portion of property taxes to um, tax snowbirds significantly more right now. You know, if you're a snowbird, you might you might save five to five ten fifteen thousand dollars a year in income tax. Um, you know, living in Florida 181 days or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we we let that happen because we charge a flat um, municipal tax. So you know, you're 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 getting tar charged the same thing whether you're rich, whether you're poor whether the property is owner occupied or whether it's empty for half the year. Right. And so I think there are a lot of solutions that progressives, um, you know, have identified such as tax reform uh, in, in terms of property taxes and Emma Mulvaney Stanek, our mayoral candidate is running on this as like her, her, her lead issue. So this is something that, you know, I think Democrats won't touch, um, you know, progressives have a, a long history of um, yeah. Going about housing in an innovative way that, leads to more um, homeownership, more stability uh, for the working class. Um, you know, for instance, uh, working to help the tenants at Northgate um, in the 1980s uh, ultimately um, be able to stay and drive out a difficult landlord. And, and eventually the tenants gained ownership of, of the complex. Um, so yeah, Democrats and progressives, you know, they both want more housing. Everybody wants more housing. Uh, exactly how we're going to do that, you know, is is something that I'm not sure how much common ground there's going to be. You know, do we want to just incentivize uh, developers to the extent that is necessary to get housing built? Or are we going to um, go into a deep tool bag of, of other innovative solutions? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one reason why I live in Virgins. I mean, you know, it's uh, the real estate up in, up in Chittenden was just kind of getting so expensive that I uh, ended up just coming down here. Um, which has been happy, great down here, but is there anything you'd like to sort of plug to, um, I'm running out of time here, and I, but is there anything you'd like to, to, to say or to plug with activities you're doing? Um, well, I don't think there's anything in particular that, that we didn't cover that I'd be excited to talk about. Um, you know, I'm certainly excited to see what happens with the apartheid-free community pledge that um, we're, we almost have all the signatures for it to get on the ballot. So yep, we're uh, currently 300 short, 
So if you're listening and want to get involved, reach out. Um, we're going to, I think, try to push this weekend uh, or next weekend. I don't know when the, one of these weekends, <laughs> uh, the deadline is January 18th. Um, and we're about 300 short of getting that on the ballot. Yeah. And I think it's really too bad that Prop Zero didn't pass. There was an effort for more direct democracy for voters to be able to, with a signature campaign, like we're doing for the Apartheid Free Communities Pledge, um, to put even binding things um, on the ballot. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, Burlington voters don't have the right to do that. And that would have been, I think, a really useful tool. So, um, you know, it's 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 difficult to get through the gridlock at city council, as you and I have talked about in this last half hour. And um, and yeah, if voters were able to, uh, you know, circumvent that to some extent, that might be helpful. Of course, there are drawbacks with um, special interest groups pouring money in for specific reasons. And, um, you know, it's not clear that it would have been, uh, you know, yeah. purely a good thing. But if you have money to hire like 20 people to just walk around and systematically, <laughs> you know, uh, section out every every ward in Burlington to get signatures for a cause, it's you're going to get there quicker. Um, and, and, and then obviously other ways to influence as well. Yeah. Yeah. The prop zero thing, um, you know, ideally wouldn't be necessary if, if we have representatives who actually represent the people. And when I watch city council meetings, it just, it just looks like the the progressives are doing that and the Democrats are not. And frankly, that's, that's the, my main motivation for jumping into the race. Um, awesome. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, Best of luck, and hopefully we can check in sometime closer to the actual vote, um, which I think is, what, March 4th? I think it's the 5th. 5th? March 5th? All right, perfect. All right, Joe, thank you so much for joining me.